Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. All right. Well, we're a day late, but we're here. We're recording. We are. You were uh, off gallivanting in Disneyland. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, man, we had so we had gone in July after uh, with my wife's family after we got like a really sweet deal to get two days for the price of one, and so we made like a whole trip out of it and did like a long weekend and we spent. Uh, two days, like one day in New Zealand, one day in California Adventure. And then while we were there, so we had like bought those and like those tickets in like May. And then while we were there in July, they're running another deal where you could tack on an extra day if you had bought two days for like an extra like 20 bucks or something like that. So we're like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, of course we're going to do that. But you had to, so you could use the extra day whenever, but it had to be before uh, September. 30th or whatever the last day is for September. So we're like, Oh sweet. Like we'll use that. You know, when that comes around, totally forgot about it until, <laughs> uh, my wife's brother texted us and was like, are you, are you guys going to use your ticket? And we're like, mm, Oh, Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So then it was kind of like a last minute scramble. Which day can we go Wednesday? No, Tuesday, no Monday. Okay. Let's make it work. And decided to just, uh, take off and have a go at it. Yeah. Well, there's uh, one of the great pros of being an indie hacker. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, and clear my schedule. Yeah. Let's go. Let's just get out of here. And uh, it was fun. It was good. It's good to get out. We're both like pretty busy. My wife especially is a big thing for her work this, this weekend. And so she's had a lot to prep for it. But so we did some work over the weekend. And uh, uh, but it's good just to get away and spent about you know, half a day ish there in total, but it was good just to get out, have fun, unplug, um, some good quality time. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's also, I mean, we're like super lucky that we live driving distance to a place like Disneyland. Um, cause I like, whenever I post on Twitter about it, I'm always like, Oh yeah, I forget that. Like not everyone is driving distance. <laughs> they can't just like <laughs> go up to Disneyland and like clear out their schedule. And so, we're pretty lucky. Yeah. When I was a kid, we went to, we flew to Disney World in Florida one time, uh, you know, in 18 years or whatever. So yeah, pretty nice to, to live here and be able to drive to Disneyland. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Have you been recently to Disneyland? Uh, no, I actually have not. Um, okay. Haven't, haven't made it there yet. I, you know, for a long time, I was kind of like, well, Disneyland, whatever. I'd rather go to California Adventure. Uh, but now Disneyland has Galaxy's Edge, the whole like Star Wars themed uh, section of the park. And I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. So like now, <laughs> whenever there's an excuse to go to Disneyland, I'm there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's fun. But how was your week? How was your weekend? What's new? Yeah, it was good. The weekend was good. Uh, my parents were in town, which was nice. Uh, so a lot of family time and basically didn't work at all, which is always good to do on, or to not do on the weekend. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's always fun when they're out here. Uh, it's, it's a long, you know, it's four plus hours flight for them. So it's not easy and it's, uh, they're always sad to leave as well. Uh, since Caleb's their only grandson. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun, all of us together. That's cool. Do you get what, what do you guys normally do? Do you like go out places? Do you like to stay home? Are you like more like, you know, relax, chill, or like get out and go adventure, go on an adventure? Yeah, a little bit of both, I would say. Uh, we did a lot of just like going out for walks by the bay. Um, you know, they came over here quite a bit and we just stayed at home, played, you know, played in the house and it's, again, it's like, we're kind of working off of his schedule. So, right. uh, you know, sometimes in between naps, like may only have, 
uh, a few hours. So yeah, it's just kind of how he's doing that day. And mm-hmm. he's actually, he, he's teething right now. So that's, uh, that's been a new experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Got his first tooth coming in, which is exciting, but also nice. not that much fun for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. They're just like yeah. constantly hangry, basically. It's just, I can imagine. I mean, I kind of can. I remember what it felt like to have like new teeth coming in after losing my, you know, my, my kid teeth, whatever they're called. And then you start to get your adult teeth in. But as a baby, it must be so confusing. You're just like, what is happening? And just all this weird feeling in your mouth and you're just angry all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can tell he's pretty uncomfortable, but it was also nice having my parents out here <laughs> to to help with that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, jet boost wise, I am super excited that we did release the sorting booster last week. I can Woo-hoo. finally stop talking about it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, congrats. I was thinking like. It's it's one of the I think we've talked about this before. It's like one of the problems with doing a a mostly weekly show is sometimes you just feel like, you know, things take longer than a week, and then you're just talking about the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel like I've feel been like talking it, about it drags that for, on for so long. I know. I actually went and looked back, and because I, I started working on it at the beginning of August, the development, and I remember like I put a couple days in and got it maybe 80% of the way there. And I was like, oh, this is going so well. Mm. You know, we're gonna release this in record time. And yeah, I tweeted about the early access. And then the early access didn't end up happening until the last day of August, August 31st. Mm-hmm. And then we officially released the full version on September 23rd. So it's just like, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, that, it, I mean, it's, it's always the case. It always takes so much longer than you expect. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely excited to have that one in the books now. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm cheating because I'm looking at your notes, but it's the first one <laughs> since January, which, I mean, the year has kind of flown by, of course, as yeah. it always does. But um, I hadn't realized, I, f- I had like forgotten the timeline of like sort of when the boosters have come out and sort of the new like developments since then. Yeah, definitely the longest gap of time uh, in between new boosters. Which, looking back on it, uh, I mean, I mostly took all of January off for my son's birth. Uh, And then, yeah, it's just a a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff this year. Uh, Whether it's uh, scaling our infrastructure, uh, just scaling the platform in general. Um, a lot of, I would say like quality of life improvements for, uh, people new to JetBoost and yeah, then just uh, building up the, the business itself with, with hiring and with, right. um, you know, all of that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy looking back now and, and seeing like, wow, it's been basically nine months <laughs> since the last new booster, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but they're not a small feat either though. Like what would you say that it's sort of um each one is the equivalent of like building a new product from scratch or is it a little bit more like um like a major feature for sort of like an equivalent type app if that makes sense? Yeah, I, I it's definitely not from scratch. We get a lot of reuse now between um when developing new boosters. I will say just thinking about it and looking back on the other ones, it tends to take about two months to go from starting to work on it to like all the way buttoned up and, uh, you know, all the, putting all the assets together for the release and everything. And so, um, yeah, which, you know, when, again, this is part of the reason why like trying to, you know, I've hired another developer and it's like, so we can, move a little bit faster. And, uh, if you know, whether I'm, if, if I outsource some things and have more time to focus on booster, just developing new boosters, it's like, okay, then I can do, you know, maybe three, four boosters a year rather than two. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, nonetheless, that's awesome. Feels great to uh, get that out the door, be able to talk yeah. about it, be able to market it, put it on the site, give it to users. Have there have you sort of got any feedback from users so far, or someone's for how people are using it? Yeah, we got some feedback during the early access period uh, as to how people were using it. Some uh, basically things they wanted to be able to do that we ended up getting in there for the full release, uh, which is always awesome. Uh, but you mentioned marketing. Today we actually released a new clonable template um, mm. that features the the sorting ability. Oh, nice. Yeah. And this one, like, I'm I'm super stoked about this one because uh, so Noah did all the designs for it. We hired a Webflow developer to implement it in Webflow, and it just like I'm really proud of the work they did because it it looks incredible. Um, it functions really well. Yeah. It's it's like a freelancer directory basically, but you could you could clone it and turn it into any type of content directory really. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, looks super clean, um, and the sorting is fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Okay, by new, oldest, A to Z, all popular. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see, like, looking at it now, sorting was a big feature that we were missing, and you know, because a lot of people are building these like content dynamic content directories with JetBoost. Hmm. Um, so just things like alphabetical sort or uh, newest to oldest or, or whatever, like having that ability now is, I think going to be really useful for people. Yeah. Really cool. It's called yeah. Shutter Crate. Yeah, that's the template name. Uh, we've, we've got it on our website now. And uh, yeah, we can link it in the show notes for anyone that wants to go check it out. Super fun. I love it. I was uh, been doing some Webflow development myself recently. Oh, nice! Uh, putting my <laughs> my my web dev hat back on for Webflow, and um, I think it's been a while for me too since I've really made any sort of like substantial changes on the site or really gotten my hands dirty with Webflow. A few months for sure, maybe even more than six months. Um, it's been fun and challenging. I'm still not a good web designer at all. I'm very hacky and just sort of like literally most of my day, well, most of my days, the last couple of days have just been like going through other web, uh, Webflow clonables and like grabbing little pieces or like sort of finding out, okay, how does this thing work? Or even going through some of the templates and just like going into the designer and then like reverse engineering <laughs> how like a, one section works uh, in particular. And then like taking that over to my side and figuring my own my own way and uh it's been you know pretty fun as well but uh the what the it's like one boost, of the best parts about webflow i know right yeah i know it, yeah it's unreal that's true actually i never thought about how you can pretty much only do that with webflow and like really yeah. see behind the scenes how something works um so it's been coming along i, ha I have this new uh like a i guess it's the new membership page but it's basically like the actual sales landing page for Swipe House to sign up. Um, Cause I think, I don't think I've touched that page since January of last year um, when I launched it on Product Hunt. And even that was kind of like a pretty like quick kind of threw it together a little bit um, because it was still like very early and didn't really know what I wanted to do exactly with it, what it was gonna be. So um, I'm getting close to being done. I'll send you a, a link. And, uh, may or may not, well, yeah, probably won't be ready. Maybe next week it'll be ready to sort of show publicly, but, um, I've been pretty happy with myself and being able to produce something pretty good. I had like no idea what I really wanted to do with it. I just had like some feedback from people and then some new kind of content I wanted to rearrange or to include. And it's gone, it's gone pretty surprisingly well. Uh, I'll send it to you now so you can look at it just for a second here. But yeah. um, one, the JetBoost clonables have always been helpful for stuff like this. <laughs> uh, but uh, even just being able to see like, okay, how does, how do you think about this? How does this work? Um, 
just makes life so much easier. Like I would not be able to do any of this stuff if there wasn't the Webflow ecosystem and clonables and templates that you can use as, as a reference point. Yeah, seriously. Even for the JetBoost website, like I've used a lot of different pieces um, from other Webflow clonable projects. It's, it's so awesome to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Even like, I mean, there are really simple things that I always forget to do, like how to make an accordion expander. And then like, there was a couple times where I was banging my head against the wall. And so I would just like go look at a couple of other accordion expanders and then like figure out why mine isn't working. And then like eventually mm-hmm. sort of sorted out or even like today I was working on this little, um, like sticky sidebar for like the actual sign up module and it wasn't working forever until I like finally figured out how to make, you know, how to like relate it to the right component in your container or whatever it is. And, uh, I finally got that working and, uh, using grids as well with Webflow, which just makes things, uh, really, really easy. Um, but you know, there's always little things that don't work right. And so you have to go find something else to where you can be like, okay, what is this doing right that I'm doing wrong? And then you mm-hmm. can figure it out. And so, uh, it's the only way I've been able to get the, this far. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, I, I've got it pulled up now and this is like really sick. It's pretty fun. It's, it's definitely can, in the can I say the headline out loud? Yeah, sure. <laughs> this, is, this is seriously so good. It says, want your MRR to look like this. And then there's a graph to the right. Just like, I mean, it's just an MRR graph. You can tell even though there's no numbers or anything. It's just up and to the right. It's, yeah, it's really awesome. I was trying to, so I've been trying to think forever. Like, what is a really good headline? I've had a couple, but I was challenged by someone recently. Who was it? Um, I think it was just like a tweet or something randomly. It's like, it's how this, all these ideas get incepted into your head. Um, but it was just like, literally like, what is the thing that people want? And like, just sell that thing. Mm. And, um, so I was thinking, okay, like what, how can I like communicate that what people want is MRR growth? I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> why don't I just show <laughs> a, a, a graph of MRR growth and just say, do you want this basically? And then I was like, Oh, yeah. I, can, I think I can like word this a little bit better. Um, we'll see how it works. I think I'm pretty confident in it. I like it. There's a bunch of others. I was like, no, like I want to go with this one and see how this works. Um, I'm still on the fence about, uh, like the graph image versus like building a little graph with just like Webflow components. But I feel like that'd be, I don't know, it might be complicated or it might not be as clear as, what clearly looks like it's actually a, a barometrics uh, <laughs> forecast graph. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. It, still, it doesn't feel like immensely clear. Maybe I need to like put some qualifiers or make it a little bit different, but uh, I think it generally gets No, I don't, I don't think so. For anyone in SAS, like, oh my God, it was just like, oh yeah, this speaks to me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh God, that makes yeah. sense. That's what's so good about this landing page. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So still got the letter, but now it's very much, um, you know, the personal letter for me, it's very much geared towards uh, SaaS and SaaS growth, trying to Mm -hmm. talk about some of my experience as well. Um, And then showing like what you actually get as a member. So there's sort of like these little expanders for each one of the courses and other piece of content that I'm creating, Um, the community, and then sort of like sign up module paired with a lot of social proof. Uh, like a lot, a lot of social proof <laughs> as much as I can squeeze into a little section without it being obnoxious or at least not obnoxious to, to my perspective. <laughs> um, but I think it's turned out pretty well. I'm, uh, I'm calling it like 90% done, even though I've said that like the last couple of days and I keep going back and tweaking things here and there and adding new parts. But, uh, I think I'm getting close cause I want to wrap this up by the end of the month and, um, and call it done. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think the sooner you get this out, the better it, it already looks basically done to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, one of the big components to really focusing swipe files back on SAS in particular, because this is the page that people will come to to make a decision. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
So I've like started to gear the main landing page, which is mostly just a call to action to sign up for the newsletter towards SaaS, tiny marketing ideas towards SaaS, like everything, you know, positioning around SaaS. And like, this is kind of like the, the final piece I think I need in order to finalize that kind of transition. And then I can start actually marketing it that way in a more active way. Uh, because, you know, once I tell people to go sign up, it will actually reflect <laughs> what I will be marketing in the first place. Would you ever consider using this for the homepage itself? I would. The So the way that the funnel currently works is that once someone signs up for the newsletter, it'll actually take them to a version of this page as the confirmation page. So basically sign up, go to your email, click confirm your subscription, and then it'll direct them to a page, which is basically this and says, thanks for subscribing. Also, do you want a, you know, uh, a piece of SaaS marketing training rather than just the free newsletter? And so that'll at least get, get people exposed to it. So I feel like I'm not really sacrificing that much by this not being like the actual landing page technically. Um, and I've had so much newsletter growth just from directing people directly to one giant sign up box that says mm -hmm. sign up for the newsletter that mm -hmm. I don't know what that would do to like, if that would really like slow down the funnel for me. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm open to it, but right now I'm kind of defaulting to keeping it the way that it is. Yeah. That makes sense. Could definitely change especially if there's other sort of mechanism mechanisms and ways that i get people to the newsletter but because i'm not doing like a lot of content marketing and or um or like you know paid ads or any other like driver specifically to like a newsletter subscription page i feel like i basically have to have that be like the first place people land like the actual landing page because <clears throat> otherwise i mean before that there wasn't nearly as many signups in a newsletter it was like i changed that mm -hmm. to the landing page <laughs> it was like you know, five <laughs> times as many signups i was like oh yeah. well i mean that kind of does the trick yeah so yeah that's been that's been one of the big ones um i think i mentioned maybe last week that i've been sort of finishing up tiny marketing ideas now I need to like actually promote it. Um, but I was kind of also wanting to finish this because once I finish, once I start promoting tiny marketing ideas, then like one of the, like the next step from tiny marketing ideas will be this page. So I want to have that done in order to like really make the most of that potential. Um, and then, uh, and then in tandem with that, actually, did I talk about smart subscriber on the podcast last time? No. Okay. Another thing related to it. Have I told you about it? I think I have. I think maybe I mentioned it uh, last week. Yeah, I think last week briefly. So um, one of the big downfalls of a lot of ESPs, but also just um, like something that not a lot of people think about at all. Now using it, it's like such an obvious, like, duh, everyone should have this. This should just like be built in as a feature for most ESPs anyways, but they don't for whatever reason and it's their loss. But uh Shai Schechter started working on who's the founder of Write Message, which I also use for email capture and stuff like that. Uh, he created this SaaS app in a day, although now obviously it's been more than a day and he's uh, <laughs> you know he's taking it much further, called Smart Subscriber, which basically gives you like an email preference center for your newsletter. And this is especially important if you have multiple newsletters or email courses or other like sequences or drips that you put people through rather than just like a manual broadcast that you send out every week. Sorry, the dog is barking at me to hold his bone for him. Um, <laughs> because if you're, if you have like multiple tracks that you put people through and they're getting lots of emails from you, if they click unsubscribe, then they lose everything, which can, which is a huge loss for you because now, you know, they, they might've wanted some of that concept, but now they don't get any of it. And now you've basically lost that subscriber forever until they sign up again. So smart subscriber with the email preference center allows you to say, Hey, if you want this, but you don't want that, 
keep this and then get rid of that thing over there. And you can basically just like, it's a little check boxes of what you want and what you don't want. Um, so what I was afraid of for attending marketing ideas, if I started promoting it to a lot of people and then people start unsubscribing, then, then I lose them everywhere else. But now I'm pretty confident that things will keep, will stay pretty siloed and I will, it'll vastly, uh, reduce the number of unsubscribes overall. And, um, he was telling me, it's, it's interesting. He was telling me that he's even seen some people say that they've seen an uptick in subscribers for other like drips and sequences and email courses that they don't actively promote strictly from people checking the box on their email preference center saying like, Oh, what's this thing down here? Like I'd like to get that. And they didn't even know about it until wow. they went to unsubscribe for an, from another thing. So now it's a, it's a net new thing. So, um, kind of all, all coming together a little bit, slowly checking out the boxes for these things that have been in the works for a couple months now. Again, annoying to talk about every week, week after week, <laughs> but um, the dominoes are falling. Yeah. I mean, that right there seems like a huge win for you. Yeah. Yeah, really. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to keep an eye on like the results, especially as I start marketing these types of things more aggressively. It doesn't have analytics built in yet. It's coming. He said, I can just email him if I want some, some stats <laughs> to, uh, to look at. Uh, but I'm, I like, I just know it's going to be a net positive overall. Um, yeah. So the one other thing as a part of this in my last update, and then I'll give the stage back to you for, for your, your other updates is, um, now like once these things are done, then I want to start rolling out some of these pricing changes, get rid of, so like right now there's the pro membership and then like the all access membership. All access has the courses. I want to consolidate down to one. So you get everything in one membership, and one plan. And I need to start rolling that out. And I'm not really sure the best way to do that. Um, because I want to give people notice to try to get people, incentivize people to get the all access membership now so they can pay more upfront, but then less annually going forward and they can lock in that annual price. Mm. But two, there's a lot of people who aren't all access and I can't just like give them access to the courses overnight. And then like that would, that wouldn't be fair to the people who sign up for the all access membership. And so once I change the, the membership to be, you get access to everything. Do I basically like grandfather them into that plan say you can have the community and that's it. And then, you know, it's not like rocket science in circle. I can basically just, you know, only give access to people who are on certain plans and whatnot, but I need to, I don't know. It's just a lot of, a lot to communicate between like rolling out the pricing change, existing people, and then like trying to make an event out of it. So yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. So are you saying you, you want to move the people who are on like the, say like an individual course plan or, or just the community, like you want to move them to the all access once you roll out the new pricing or am I misunderstanding? Yes, because the, the all access will basically become like the new plan, except instead of it being like three ninety nine. And then $99 a year after that, it'll be one ninety nine a year. And then like, that's it. And then eventually two ninety nine, maybe three ninety nine, four ninety nine a year. And then just like keep it at one price. There's no like one-time charges or anything upfront that's higher or lower. Um, so effectively I want to get people who are not on the all access membership now to some, the all access membership or like the next pricing tier, uh, or, or like actually, I mean, not the next pricing tier, the, the next version of the membership, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. that will include, it'll be the all access membership, but not the current all access membership. It'll just be like the new membership, the new plan. Mm -hmm. Could you give them access to everything now, like whenever you roll out the changes, but then say just, you know, obviously with a lot of warning, um, 
at some point your next billing date or whatever, this is the new price. Mm. So it's like they kind of get a deal for the rest oh, of like the next six months or whatever. But then they're going to be on the whatever you decide the new price for, or maybe it's like the previous all access access price for uh, them. Right. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder. Hmm. I'm actually. I don't actually know if this is good, but uh, I wonder if actually, if it, instead of trying to move people before the new sort of plan rolls out, if instead I try to do it afterwards and just give people like a discount or a coupon that says, "Hey, I want to keep you on your current price, but move you to the new plan." Here's a coupon code. Click here to like upgrade or like migrate. And that basically incentivizes them to lock in their current price. But I would charge them a little bit extra like to get access to the courses. And I would like move them to the new to the new plan. It'd be like a one-time discount. Mm-hmm. That might also work. Stuff like this. I have to like, okay, what are all the options? <laughs> or all the ways I can right. pull this off? And like which one is best or like easiest to pull off in a short amount of time um it's hard too because i i want to i want to roll this out and then like even make like a price increase before black friday cyber monday so that i can run a deal without Mm -hmm. like reverting back to like a really low price right because say for example if i wanted to give half off for black friday cyber monday but the price is only 199 a year, then that's basically giving everyone like a steal at 99 a year instead of the upcoming pending 299 a year, you know, potentially right after that. So I'd rather get to 299 a year first and then give half off. But I want to do that all with giving people enough time. <laughs> so, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's too much and too, too little time, but I've got to map it out. Yeah, I mean, if you could give people like a month, so, you know, October, maybe the pricing changes November 1st or first week of November, and then you're on the Black Friday deal. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That's probably the easiest solution. I just need to pull the trigger and get moving. <laughs> so I need to finish yeah. the pages. Then I can start <laughs> creating the new, the new membership plans and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, um, but the Mailbrew guys just shut down their free plan. Oh yeah, I, and, I like just saw that, but I hadn't actually like looked at it, or I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so they did a really good job of this. I think um, they basically sent out an email, uh, you know, saying that they they had to discontinue the free plan, sort of the reasons why, which you know you might guess is just like not necessarily sustainable um Mm -hmm. but they were offering anyone who was on the free plan a lifetime 20 percent discount um resulting in like their lowest ever price for the the paid plan um just Mm -hmm. just to the these longtime free customers and then they they also have this graphic showing what you used to get on the free plan which was like a single brew limited content no style options and then what you get on the new paid plan with your discount it's like unlimited brews unlimited content all the customizations i I could see something Uh, like that for swipe files mm. where it's like you used to get this one thing um you know here's a coupon code for you and you're going to get all these other things right right you used to just have access to the community and now you're going to get the courses and the office Mm -hmm. hours and the yeah yeah that makes sense yeah I'll I'll send you the screenshot. It, it it might be worth taking a look at. Yeah, please do. I'm I'm already a uh, a paid subscriber, so I, I don't think I got the right, or I right. should have gotten the email about the free plan discontinuing. But I'd love to see it. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I, I am as well already a paid subscriber, but uh, they they shared it in um, oh okay Slack. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. and add it to my swipe file too. Maybe even post it in the uh, swipe house community. Sounds like a good thing. Yeah, it's really good. 
yeah I'll send that over cool yeah so that's pretty much it for me I've got to finish these up um, these new pages and then like work on the details for the new membership stuff and member stack um, but then like a lot of the new newsletter stuff is is rolling I even uh, published a whole bunch of new editions for the main newsletter and uh, gonna continue to chug along with that probably later this week uh, create a lot more content there but that's been pretty fun too because um, basically what I've done with the main newsletter is um, instead of me like trying to write up a whole bunch of stuff from scratch it's actually a lot more like curation which I'm excited about because I think it's I think it'll actually be refreshing for a lot of people because they're pretty short. Most of them link out to some sort of story or case study or video or something else that like goes into the full detail. But I'm just basically surfacing and showing like, oh, here's this crazy idea or like, here's this like really cool tactic or here's like this thing over here. And so I know for sure there are like very inherently valuable and it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like do them or like I didn't do all the research <laughs> for them, which saves me a lot of time, right? I don't like do all that, but I still get like, I think some of the uh, kudos and value of like being the messenger and just like showing, oh, look at this thing over here and, you know, here's how it applies. And basically having like a short little commentary on, on that thing instead of like being the writer of that thing itself. Um, and so they're like fairly easy to crank out. I've been doing like a couple a day in these little batches. Um, but they're really good. Like, I think, I don't know. I don't know if anything else like it. Uh, and I'm like actually really excited to get them out the door because there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And, um, it's fun to make stuff that you're, you're proud of showing and like having this whole body of work to, I'm going to actually, I'm like, there's so many ideas in there now that I'm cranking through that I'll have to like shorten. I was originally thinking like, oh, like one a week. And I was like, well, maybe like two weeks. <laughs> like now I'm like, well, geez, with all these ideas, it's going to be like a year and a half before everyone gets all the content. I'd rather have, they have it like earlier. Maybe I'll shorten to like, you know, every three days or something like that so that I can squeeze in more. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's super cool. I mean, there's a ton of value in curating content for sure. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'm not going to go find that all on my own, but if you share it, <laughs> then, I, then I'll definitely take a look. So. Yeah. And it still, um, it still delivers on the promise of, mm-hmm. you know, cutting edge, sometimes crazy marketing ideas to grow your SAS. And, uh, mm-hmm. even if it's not like my content per se, it's coming from me and I'm directing you to it. And then, um, and so it's, it's just as valuable for the user. It doesn't matter if it's from me or not technically. Yeah. It makes me think of when we put together the um the uh micro microconf uh video directory using yeah, Webflow yeah. and, and Jetboost and like obviously none of that content was ours, it was it was their like YouTube videos. Right. But we took the time to like tag everything and categorize all the videos as to like what topics they discuss and uh, you know, put all the filters and search in place as far as like who the speakers mm-hmm. are and what year it was. And like, there's value just in being, you know, the, the organizer of information. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah I always forget about cool. that. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I still use it sometimes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I need to go I back. Know. Those videos are great. I was yeah. just listening to, to Rob talk about the YouTube and how some of their videos have taken off. I think one in particular with uh, Jason Cohen, of course, has like mm-hmm. 40 or 50,000 views now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always think like, I wonder how much traffic is it sending over to them? Um, <laughs> it's like impossible to much, tell because it's going straight to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, not a ton, but maybe some. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I've watched that Jason Cohen video multiple times for sure. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's a classic. It's, uh, yeah. it's legendary. It's going to... It's going to go into like bootstrapper canon one day. <laughs> yep. So what else is new with you? Uh, yeah. One last thing I've got for you kind of, um, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I started a community. What? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of a joke. Um, but I did start a Slack group of third-party Webflow developers. Oh, smart. It's very okay. small right now. It's very, I would say, private. Um, haven't. This is like maybe the first time I'm even talking about it. Uh, but it's just like a few other people I know who have products for Webflow and we have chatted on Twitter before. And it's so like these conversations were happening, happening, but now we have a central place in this Slack group where it's happening. And um, it's been really cool. We do a call once a month uh, and just share, you know, things we've learned or gripes or what, just what we're working on. And it's actually been really, really useful, I think for everyone, um, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And so we just had our September call today. Uh, and one of the things we were chatting about was no code conf, uh, which mm. I was like super excited for. Uh, and then it went virtual only and <laughs> I felt bad cause I was like a little bit of a downer on the call. Um, like <laughs> not as excited for it to be virtual only. Um, but I understand, you know, why they made the decision that they did. But one of the things we're talking about was like, you know, there's, there's, there's obviously a difference between in-person conferences versus a virtual conference. And, uh, as you know, uh, companies building for Webflow and building in the no code space, how, how should we be thinking about using this opportunity of no code conf for, you know, marketing purposes or, or for, um, yeah, just it's, it's, again, I think it's very tough to connect not in person with like when I went in 2019, it was, it was awesome. I, I met so many people who were, you know, either just getting started in the no code scene or, um, became fairly big players in the scene and, uh, it, it was a super fun experience. And so, you know, trying to figure out, okay, it's, it's going to be virtual only, but obviously this is still a big event and we still want to take advantage of it. Um, so trying to come up with ideas as to what that might look like. Curious if you had any thoughts. Mm, yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, online events are super hard. Uh, yeah, I wonder, I mean, you in particular, you guys all in this like little Webflow devs group, which is really fun, uh, are in a particularly interesting spot because you're all connected now that it makes me wonder if you can sort of all band together to put on something special kind of like in tandem, uh, with the no code conf, like maybe you have a, I don't know, sort of like a, a an add on. Um, little talk <laughs> of like crowdsourced learnings from, mm. you know, Webflow devs, um, sort of like pointed at other Webflow devs. Uh, or I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, um, or if you can put on something fun, like a, a Twitter space, maybe where you kind of like every day or every evening have like a specialized talk where you all commit to coming on and talking about the Webflow news or whatever it is. Um, you know, different talks or highlights. Um, hmm. I don't know exactly what Webflow plans on doing with no good conf. If there's like already a lot of meet and greet type of stuff, but there's also like the, uh, I forget they changed their name. It's not icebreaker anymore, but there's this really fun. It's called icebreaker video. Let's see what it's called now. Gather, gather round, gather, yeah, gather round, like one, one conjoined word, uh, but helps you do like little speed dating style, one-on-one prompted conversations. Mm. And maybe you host like a, something like that, you know, with, with the, the few of you who are together kind of doing like a flow meet and greet. Yeah. Again, you don't want to do something like in competition with what no good comp is, <laughs> is doing already, but. Right. If it can be complimentary, that might be fun. Okay. Yeah, I know they're using a platform called Hopin, which I think has some of that uh, uh yeah. 
uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one matching type stuff built in. But I really like the idea that you're saying as far as like, what can we do? You know, we do all have a somewhat unique perspective, uh, building tools for Webflow, and there's there are probably things that we can share uh, and, and do that in a complimentary way, like you said. To, uh, yeah, I'll have to think more about that. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, th I think um, there's probably, you know, if you feel like there's a gap in NoCodeConf that you can fill, that's usually a good mm -hmm. place to start. And or if there's just something you feel like you can deliver on that NoCodeConf can't or, or that you could do better and kind of like complement what they're doing, also a good place to start. Um, you're right, though. I think that Hopin does have the, they for sure have the feature i don't know if noca conf plans on using that so you could try to do some some digging if they plan on doing a you know meet and greet kind of thing yeah Tr yeah that's true their their agenda explore the agenda speaking of webflow webflow's pages are always a, Bar, <laughs> second to none the no code yeah. conf site is so fun yeah midday networking that's what i see on the site i don't know what that means but yeah it's just so hard to know like what that looks like i mean the conference it looks like it the, it only goes so it's two days right and it, it goes from like 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. So there's definitely like plenty of room in the day to do something else. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, a Twitter space or another talk or something like that that you invite people to afterwards. I mean, there's there's lots of room for it, it seems like to me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to think about that, put something together. It's funny because uh, <laughs> my idea, of course, was, oh, we need to come up with like a, a really big new surprise feature and we'll launch it during NoCoConf. <laughs> it's like totally like the developer, like right. that's that was my only idea. <laughs> um, you could all collaborate on a clonable or... I don't know, like in the same vein of like creating something, I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. you come up with uh, some sort of clonable or mm -hmm. I don't know, site that people can use or reference for something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to figure out something for sure. It's, it's like, it's obviously still going to be a big event. I know, I'm, I'm well, I don't know, but I'm getting the impression that Webflow themselves is planning to launch a bunch of new features around then. Uh, as mm -hmm. they've alluded to with their their memberships beta, so um, yeah, right. we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you at least have to do some sort of like Twitter space just to talk about mm. news and features, announcements, different mm -hmm. talks. You could even have some of the people who are doing talks come on the Twitter space after. We just kind of do like. I don't know, rapid, rapid fire follow-ups or just share like your, have them do like expanded thoughts in their talk or something. I don't know. People can ask questions afterwards. Yeah. That'd be cool. Fun. Well, you know, I love the, uh, the marketing talk and brainstorming. So <laughs> I know that's, it was actually during our, um, during our call today, they were like, Hey Chris, uh, maybe you should ask Corey, see what he thinks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> so that, that kind of prompted all of this. <laughs> and now I'll, now I'll have to report back. Yeah. The good news for me is that like any conversation that I have and like anything that I experience or hear from other people can all be reused and repurposed for swipe files. So I'm all for yeah. it. I'm all game. I just like, and just want yeah. my hands and everything. So that I can talk <laughs> about it in swipe files. That's awesome.
whenever I, I still get, I mean, just randomly, even last week, I've gotten two more consulting inquiries, which I polite, very politely turned down. But now I always say, you know, I'm not taking any more consulting right now, but happy to take a call, learn more, see if I can help and or connect them with someone else uh, who might be a, you know, a good fit or have the capacity right now, just so that I can get my hands in, like hear what they're going through, you know, Mm -hmm. brainstorm, hear ideas, see what they've done, what they haven't done. And um, just because I want to (laughs) know. Super smart. Fun stuff though. November will be here before we know it. I know. (laughs) A lot lot can be going on in November. Crazy. 17th and 18th, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I got, I got jealous seeing, I don't know if you follow, um, Chris Lima, but, uh, I think they're hosting the first Cabo press since COVID. Um, so it might might be like two, two years now since they've hosted one, and uh, so I saw pictures of, uh, you know what Cabo Press is? It's like his little no. like, tiny conference. They literally just go to a like resort in, in Cabo, Mexico, and uh, and they have like all their talks in a pool, and it's like very conversational, <laughs> and then they just like hang out the rest of the time and network and have fun and stuff. Nice. Um, I don't know how long it is, but I know uh, John Doherty always goes from Credo. And so Chris was posting pictures and John was posting pictures and um, made me jealous of meeting in person. <laughs> maybe next, maybe the next one. Yeah, yeah, I know. Add that to my list of conferences I want to go to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for 2022. I didn't even know it was happening. Otherwise, maybe I've been, hey, wife, do you want to go to Cabo for a conference? <laughs> it's a pretty easy sell. Right, I know. Not a hard sell at all. Cool, man. Well, anything else? Nope, that's it for me. Alrighty. Well, we'll have those links in the show notes, and uh, we'll see you in the next one.